Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hey, everybody. This is Lori, and I am at Los Angeles, and we are doing for the first ever a Zoom interview here on the Tech Cat Show. We're in the middle of uh, sort of playing with a lot of new formats for the show, so I'm really excited. I'm coming to you from Playa del Rey, actually at Verizon headquarters, where I just had a long meeting, and now we're jumping into some really exciting discussions today about streaming technology, so it makes sense to be at Verizon. And I have my colleagues from ButcherBird Studios here, and we're going to, um, you're going to get to meet them and see them for the first time ever on the Tech Cat Show, um, and also see some great clips of the work that they're doing. So let's have a big Tech Cat welcome for our ButcherBird Studios friends, Louis <laughs> and Lillian. Hi. <laughs> I, love, I love it that you're like, you're there. You know, like you're yeah. just there as soon as you start speaking. So, um, and I, I was telling um, everybody that um, my new purple color um, has impacted my brain and that I'm a little slower today because the dye has seeped oh, in. Right. That's good. Yeah. So, so that's my so that's my excuse. But um, I, I have been working with Butcher Bird um, Studios for the last year or two, just involving them in a lot of events and hearing about all the great things that they're doing. And and literally, they are sitting. Um, at the center of this really exciting movement towards live streaming video, which has been around for a while, um, but, and we're actually live streaming video right now, but, but we, um, all right, well, this is the beauty of this show today in that we are actually talking about live and streaming and technology and what you can do. And we'll, we'll, we will talk about things that can go wrong just like now. But yep. um, I would love for you guys to give us some background on ButcherBird Studios and your roles and what you've been up to and sort of set, set the sit stage for this conversation, which we're actually living and breathing now. Great. Uh, so ButcherBird is a creative media company. We're based in Glendale, California. Um, and I like to describe us as we're the people who people come to when they have a creative and sort of entertainment problem to solve and they want to use technology to solve it. And we're great at integrating sort of storytelling and um, uh, a good sense of narrative and kind of good production techniques with the latest and greatest tech to really punch above our weight class. Yeah, and, so. and I, I think uh, a good way to describe this is um, I think there are a lot of people out there that when <clears throat> technology happens, um, they are they kind of rush to use it. Mm -hmm. VR, live stream, stuff like that. What we tend to do is go, okay, this is a new technology. We now know how to do it. What does this do? How does this transform the way that we can actually now tell stories, convey information, you know, things like that? So we really are at the intersection of creativity and technology, really finding the creative ways to use technology in effect. And not letting ourselves get distracted with sort of the glitz and glamour of tech of like, just because something's new doesn't mean it's the right solution. But like, why are you doing things the way they're doing? What benefit does it really give? How does it expand capabilities? How does it make either your life easier or give you new storytelling opportunities? Um, and we've done that everything from a live performed, live streamed, interactive science fiction story for Legendary Digital to a lot of work for Twitch in the last year to doing stuff in AR and VR. We've also, um, we, so a lot of the clients we have are like, uh, we, we worked with Mazda recently <laughs> doing a live stream for their internal training team. We worked with um, Airbnb to do live streaming mm -hmm. uh, in two different capacities. We've worked with um, BuzzFeed recently to do interactive media, so not yep. even live stream, but using uh, different kinds of choice space uh, um, technology that can actually you know, work well with video. So, um, and then of course we have uh, other aerospace clients and um, other kind of corporate clients more as well. More traditional media. But yep. even more and more, even yeah. they're beginning to ask for this stuff. We did a VR a presentation for AeroVironment, which is a mm -hmm. aerospace company that specializes in reconnaissance drones. And so we did a whole wow. VR experience that immersed somebody in a test flight yep. for one of those. So. And, and um, I know that you guys, um, you're in your studio right now, which is why it's so cool that it's set up like this. So um, can, you, can you give us a little glimpse of what the studio looks like? Um, because you, you really have 
this great setup to to stream content live and to do a whole a whole host of services in this space. So let's yes, take a look. So. Totally, let's take. I've tossed a. I'm going to toss the camera over to you. There we go. Right. Uh, can you see? Uh, can you see the iPhone? Yeah, the iPhone. The iPhone is uh, is now in Zoom. Can you see? Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, there I got it. it. Sweet. Okay. Uh, so here we are. Um, this is our space. We've got a 30-foot white psych, um, uh, fiber optic connection, so a we dog. can do high-speed internet. Right there. There's a dog. <laughs> uh, important studio dog. So um, one of the things that we've done over the last five years or so is build up our own internal capabilities so that we can do a really wide variety of things in-house um, with our kind of internal creative team, with our internal resources, and um, it's not something we wanted to do initially because of sort of the cost overhead, but we've been able to grow really smartly. Um, as new projects come in, we kind of build up our capabilities, and now we have a very robust sort of internal um, capabilities yeah, that and we can deploy very cost effectively. Yeah, and it gives us so. a place to experiment too. Um, yeah. For instance, next week we're going to be doing a mixed reality um, live stream experiment just to see if we can kind of develop even better ways to do things. Mm -hmm. um, but it's funny, a lot of our experimentation, there's always the, as Lily was saying, the glitz and glamour of the new technology. Mm -hmm. But a lot of our experimentation is really um, uh, 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 stream the, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? I have no idea. <laughs> paring <laughs> down, sorry, paring down how uh, how we do things. So basically, yes. how, fewer chords. Uh, streamline, streamline is what I meant. Yes. Stream. <laughs> at least, at least the word stream was in there. It was right. Though yeah, I realized the word that stream. Was probably, probably confusing because I was meaning stream in an entirely different way. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it, and there was like streamlining the way we do things. So great, we do it. Now we experiment to see, can we do it with fewer cables? Can we do it with few, fewer kind of technological boxes going right. through? Can we bring in a, a software solution that makes redundant some of the actual hardware we're using yeah. so that what we have is at least the, the most streamlined way to do this? And we wouldn't be able to do that unless we had our own space. Uh, and yeah. opportunities, you know, to, to play with. Them. Yeah, I love that. Now, can we talk a little bit, uh, maybe you can describe to the audience in case they don't know, um, sort of a little bit of the Twitch world, because we're going to get into some really cool examples of the work that you've been doing on the platform. So yeah. leveraging now all that you set up for us, that you're leveraging all this new technology to live stream, sort of, you know, um, explain to us this world of Twitch. Yeah, Twitch is a um, obviously a live streaming platform that millions upon millions of people use. Uh, it's a company that I think I last saw was valued at about nine billion dollars. Oh my god! It's nine? owned by it's owned by Amazon. Yeah. Um, they they have basically eight floors of a building in the middle of downtown San Francisco. So they're they're doing all right. Um, and it but, was uh, a long time ago, it was Justin TV, right? Yeah. Exactly. So they, they started off as Justin TV as just a general streaming platform. And then it relatively quickly became obvious that um, what was really making money for them and getting views was gaming. And so what they're known for primarily at the moment is game related, game streams, yeah. um, usually video games, but they're sort of a tabletop RPG corner. Um, and it's people live playing games and then interacting with their communities. And this is actually what I think makes Twitch really interesting and why it's interesting beyond gaming is the community side of it. And as Twitch has grown, they've been, they've worked really hard to try and grow their communities in a healthy way to um, bring in content partners and sort of work with people who are engaged in their communities in, you know, continuing to kind of have that fan interaction in this positive way. Um, and they're building a lot of tools sort of on the back end, what they call extensions, to increase that audience interactivity, um, to give people in that chat feed a way to participate in the creation of content, to feel like they have this very um, kind of symbiotic relationship with the creators that they're watching and, and that they're engaged with. Um, and I think that that is super interesting and has a lot of potential. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a new way of media consumption yeah. that uh, is, it feels more like you're hanging out with a bunch of people than it does receiving one voice, like a TV show or a movie or something right. like that. And um, again, this kind of media consumption is now competing 
um, one-on-one, I feel, with uh, traditional modes of, of entertainment, which, again, I think at that point, we have to really start thinking about what does the integration of traditional entertainment and uh, a Twitch approach to things actually look like? Um, when Lillian mentioned community, yeah, so Twitch um, uh, is very much about building that community. It's about building communities within communities. Mm-hmm. It's about making people feel that they're very much a part of it and equipping them with the tools to be able to succeed themselves within the community. Yeah. So when we went up to visit with Twitch, their whole thing is, well, normally someone makes a TV show and it's the TV show that's going to get them the money. So they want everybody to watch the TV show and they want to make it as good as possible so that everybody pays for it and they make their money. With Twitch, if they make content, it's so that they get the community involved in some other way, whether that's them consuming the content outright or whether that's them getting ideas to go, oh, that's interesting. It's a clip-based show or it's an interview show I'm going to do that on, on Twitch. On so, my platform. Yeah, yeah. So the more people that actually get involved with those things, it becomes almost like a, um, demonstrating kind of how other people can succeed within this community. So, um, yeah. It's just- is it, is it, um, it, it, how many people can be live streaming at once with a show or a game? Oh my God. Um, millions? Millions. Like, <laughs> do you mean just on Twitch in general or like simultaneously through one channel or? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess just to give the, again, the audience a sense of like how powerful this is. Yeah. I mean, so the, the, the top streamers are having hundreds of thousands of people watching their streams at any given wow. time. And we're going to show, we're going to show some clips where we get to see some, some of this interaction and some of these extensions that you're talking about. But what I love about this uh, so much, and every time I talk to you guys, you're always blowing it up even more, is, <laughs> is, is, is <laughs> in a good way, um, is, is the role of the audience. Yeah, the, I was going to mention the interactivity. Yeah, yeah so, right. Um, we, we're going to show you a bunch of clips today. None of them really show what the standard Twitch streamer is, which is a webcam playing video games, talking to their chat, you know, uh, getting subs. That is, what, that is the main mode of Twitch. What we're going to show you is <clears throat> taking the Twitch idea and sort of spinning that into various other shows that, again, support the community. A big part of that are interactive tools, right? Right. So the most basic interactive uh, part of Twitch is the chat feed, right? Mm-hmm. So as you're streaming, as you're watching this thing, you're seeing a chat feed of everybody talking. Um, There's interactivity built into the chat feed right. with different icons. Um, if you have your own channel, you can sort of have your own set of icons that then people in the chat, if they want to subscribe or give you a certain amount of money every month, then they have access to those. And there, there are um, also like third-party um, kind of uh, um, things you can you can attach to t- chat. So chat, yeah. if they type a certain command in the chat screen, it might trigger something like yeah. lights or things like that. Or an audio space, effect. Or, an or audio you effect. can control a PTZ cam through the chat feed. Yeah. Um, so one of, one of the Twitch streams that I have kind of saved in my like follow list is, I think it's called Our Chicken Life. <laughs> somebody, I don't even know where they are in the country. Um, they just have several chicken coops and they have PTZ cams posted around. And you can just spend hours watching their chickens, just huh. go about their chicken business. Um, if you are a subscriber to the channel, then you have access to control those PTZ cams. If you want to follow one particular chicken around, you can totally do that. Yeah. And they've probably got, oh, I forget how many followers they have, but like <laughs> I'm sure a lot. lot. So, like, so what, is their, what is Twitch's business model then? I mean, how are they making money? It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, there's the ads that come in. They still do ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so in the middle of a stream or something? Usually at the beginning. Beginning of a stream. Yeah. As okay. you switch from stream to stream sometimes. They also have uh, sponsored content. Mm-hmm. So brands pay to do some kind of content within Twitch, whether that's a, uh, a reskin of a screen, whether that's them paying for a kind of content that's showing off that brand, whatnot. There's also a whole internal economy. So you, like a streamer, you're going to give money to that. Uh, you share part of that with Twitch for having the platform in which all that's possible. Or because they're owned by Amazon, uh, if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, you are also by default a Twitch Prime subscriber, which means you sort of can give like some of your Amazon Prime subscription every month is theoretically going back to Twitch in some capacity. Ah. So, so, so yeah, that's where I think the innovation is happening is it almost yeah. takes on a Patreon model. 
yeah. um, as well as a traditional ad model. <clears throat> and then there are other ways you can donate directly to streamers. Right. Um, again, third party. And, and Patreon is a platform that artists are using when they want viewers to to contribute. There's a it, there's a donate functionality in that platform. Right. Yeah. Right. So like Kickstarter is if you want money for one particular project. Patreon is if you want money for your art lifestyle. Uh, yeah, for you, kind of a, it's yeah. an ongoing monthly subscription at different reward levels. The same way with Kickstarter. Um, you get different Patreon benefits, um, and each person with a Patreon kind of um, creates their own benefit system. So I follow a bunch of comics artists, and like the base level is like a dollar or two, and you, you don't really get anything except like blog updates. But then if you do like $5 a month, then you start getting um, behind the scenes sketches or character descriptions. Um, $10 a month, sometimes you get like a bonus comic or something. Yeah, and so, um, and so a lot of Twitch streamers will sort of borrow this model, right. and Twitch itself has built in the functionality for them to be able to benefit from. That's so cool. And I know a, a colleague of mine who um, recently won an Emmy Award, Bernie Sue, for doing mm -hmm. a narrative show on Twitch. Mm -hmm. So now Twitch is, is not only about gaming, but Let's talk about what you guys are doing with narrative. Sure, yeah. I mean, I, it, it's funny. Uh, I think the equation is still being worked out. Uh, I don't know if there is a definitive way now for narrative to integrate into Twitch. People are doing it, mm -hmm. and they're playing with it. Bernie Sue did it. Um, we, we did a show for Legendary Digital, um, which, right. again, some, some of that was streamed on Twitch as well. Um, but I, I don't think that we've made the cognitive leap yet into people using Twitch just to watch narrative base. Now what you lay on top of that is the interactive, which right. is what we're really going to talk about. And outside of the chat feed, there's a whole bunch of extensions that kind of can lay on top of the video player that um, can have other, uh, other um, interactive functionality. For instance, the most basic polls, you go, hey, chat, we want to know what your favorite Star Wars movie is, whatever, and you have them in there, and people vote, and then you react to the answer. Um, uh, above that, or not above that, but in addition to that, they have a version of poll that's a little bit more uh, exciting called Tug of War. And it's not really for mass consumption yet, but I know that they've used it a little bit, where you only have two answers, and instead of just choosing once, um, uh, all the viewers are, are encouraged to kind of click on a lot and so and you see yeah you see this kind of moving back and forth and it's almost like chat itself is competing with itself for one of those answers and i think what's exciting about this is that contrary and this is why it's hard to apply to narrative in a conventional way is that you know a lot of our ideas about internet video and web video particularly things that are kind of self-created or, or non-studio is that the shorter the better um snapchat instagram you know they've always kind of shortened down um, what we think viewer attention spans are, and Twitch completely breaks the mold on that because what huh. people really want from Twitch is a long format immersive experience. And so people will sit down and watch a single streamer for five hours at a time. Uh, five hours. Who has five hours? Okay, just well, yeah. <laughs> roll. So there's there's a the other thing that Twitch does in addition to video gaming is it's a great platform for tabletop RPGs, whether it's Dungeons and Dragons or kind of you know newer kind of um, more expansive games in that regard. There's a lot going on in that space right now, and people will watch four hours of six people playing Dungeons and Dragons together if it's compelling. And what, and what do you what do you mean by RG RGB? Say that one again. What does that mean? <laughs> RPGs, role-playing role games. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, you can see that um, I skipped that and went right to Star Trek in, in yeah. terms uh, of my geekdom. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has a different well, let, with that space. There is a there. Is I know a totally. RPG, if you want to engage yourself and immerse yourself in the Star Trek yeah. world, that you can do that. I think I think that I already I think I already do. Uh, <laughs> one more point but, about the narrative and yeah, please. What, what's what we're going to show you here is a little step-based model too. Yeah, we're okay. going to show you kind of what it looks like when we take regular TV formats of any kind, not just narrative, mm -hmm. and find the way to do them in Twitch. In the first few clips, we're going to show you that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I think one of our last clips is actually our version 
of synthesizing kind of a narrative experience okay. into a Twitch format, which we thought was really successful. And we did something we did for Halloween. Do you want okay. to look at the first clip? Yeah, absolutely. Let's see what happens. I'm going to... Uh, Can we give some context for this first? Yes, please, please. So the first big project that we did for Twitch last year was something called Twitch Sells Out, which was in conjunction with Amazon Prime Day. Uh, Twitch wanted to have their own 36-hour long live stream um, which was basically a QVC-style shopping show done for Twitch with um, Twitch streamers presenting the products and um, doing sort of things in their own irreverent Twitch way. And so we got brought in to help figure out both how to execute a 36-hour long live stream um, and then handle a lot of the creative behind, like, why... What is this world that we're building? Right. Why are all these streamers hanging out together? How do we make this feel like Twitch, um, but still encourage people to buy a whole bunch of stuff? So Cool. So all right. Go. I'm going to bring it up. Okay. All right, and here we go. What's oh, descending from the sky? What is that? Descending from the sky. Why does this keep happening? I don't know. What could be in it? Say it, Chad. Say it. What's in the box? What's in the box? You know, I knew oh, this house was haunted. It feels powerful. It feels powerful. Oh. What is it? Oh. Oh. No! <laughs> By the power of Thor! It's coursing through your veins, man. I can I am worthy. We can see all the... You were chosen. I am chosen. I am worthy. It is the power of Thor. <laughs> so uh, what's basically happening here is um, th this is a QVC show. So we're, yeah. we're selling the Thor hammer meat, meat tenderizer. tenderizer. And the next segment is them actually demonstrating how it tenderizes meat and everything. But we thought a fun way to get into it would be what if we did this thing and lightning's going off and this thing lowers from the sky and and so you would never see that on QVC. It's just kind of a nod to QVC while also staying very much in the Twitch universe. And that kind and, of, yeah. I mean, we had sort of a loose outline for what was going to happen and kind of what the gags were, but the streamers who are actually there presenting the product, that's all going to be improvised. That's them kind of riffing off each other in the moment, which is very on brand for how they interact with their community and what, how how they entertain their community. Yeah, and, so. and basically uh, that whole show, so that you're basically looking at what was uh, two 12-hour blocks yeah. of uh, basically sales, um, mm -hmm. basically designed like that. Um, so there was an extension where if you wanted to buy the Thor Hammer meat tenderizer, you would uh, uh, scroll over to your, the right-hand side of your screen and an extension would open up that would take you directly to that Amazon page. Oh, so direct to purchase yeah. in, right. that, in that environment. Because it was an uh, 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 Amazon page during Prime, you would get this Prime discount yeah. uh, on that item. So it's this very, very well-integrated sort of entertainment and sales experience where your flow from watching the content to being able to purchase what you see is just completely you know, yeah. instinctual. And, and so. like I said, because it's frictionless, it's a nod to QVC. <laughs> so again, the yeah. set that we built for it, we basically took straight out of pictures we found online of QVC sets. And then we just threw our own little twist on it, you know, yeah. and just kind of made it funny in some way. And I, that show itself was very successful for, for both us in, in demonstrating a lot of different ways to use this medium, mm -hmm. but then for them in terms of just raw sales. So. Yeah. Well, did you, I mean, have they, um, you know, done any studies that shows that doing something like that increased sales? Yep. Because I, I know that, that the ability to just click and purchase has sort of been talked about for years. Yeah. Right? We, we had very specific goals that we were trying to hit in terms of hours watched, uh, volume of products sold or dollar amount of products sold and number of Twitch Prime signups. And we exceeded all of them. Yeah. Um, in terms of dollars, substantially. Yeah, like, we can't say it. Hugely successful. We can't say what it was, but it was <laughs> yeah. very successful. And again, yeah. I think that the reason why it was probably more successful than, say, other clickable, click-through sort of things is that what you're doing is you're having your whole community mm -hmm. hang out with each other, and you're really customizing the products to be things they like already. Right. So they're already enjoying just being there, and 
a lot of these things, uh, this was a Thor Emmer Mitens riser, but later on it was like keyboards and gaming headphones, peripherals. Gaming yeah. peripherals. Yeah. So, um, right. Stuff, so stuff stuff that that community is actually interested in and, and cares yeah, yeah. about. And what, what we didn't see in that clip is that what Twitch has is a side panel where everybody's chatting and you see the chatting going yeah, as you're... You'll see, them, you'll see them later on in other clips. But yeah, for that one, we didn't have that uh, chat. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. Do you want to um, check out another clip? Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, I think this now is looking at um, uh, like music shows, like American Idol. So think about... Twitch has a, a very vibrant music community mm -hmm. uh, through an app they have called Twitch Sings. It's basically a karaoke, karaoke mm -hmm. app. And so there's a whole community that's developed around this. Wow. They have a singing competition through the app every year. And the first year, it was just live at TwitchCon and they streamed that and everything was good. This, uh, th th last year, what they wanted to do was do six episodes leading up to the TwitchCon in San Diego. So it was six weeks of shows. Yeah, basically they, narrowing it down from semifinalists to the finalists who are then going to go to San Diego. And then at San Diego, uh, the judges and then the audience voted on who was going to be the winner. So this, uh, what you're about to see here is the uh, fifth episode. It was the, it was, yeah. Just the and, and just to ask a question, does this, is the singing app inside of Twitch one of those extensions that you were talking about? It's actually a specific app um, rather than an extension. Um, but what the extension factor was in this, which I don't think you're going to see in this clip, is that um, they wanted to make sure that voting was going to be equitable and that it didn't just turn into a popularity contest so that it wasn't, you know, vote candidate one, candidate two, or candidate three. And then if candidate three has 100,000 followers and candidate two only has 10,000 followers, like, there's going to be a disconnect there. So the voting mechanism for Twitch Sings, uh, sorry, for Streamstar was actually uh, ranked voting. So we'd watch each performance, and then you could rank the performer on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best. Um, and then based on how those scores came out, um, that's who the finalist would be. So at this point in the show, we've gone through all three performances. Um, everybody in the chat feed has given their ranking, and then we're about to announce who the finalist is in this case. All right, let's take a look. And now let's bring our three contestants back on stage for one last hello. TFM Johnny, Iris Kim, well, is, Bold okay. Emily. So impressive, all three of you, the work you've done. And the communities that you've brought to our show have been wonderful as well. So thank you for sending them this way. I want to give you all an opportunity to take a bow for the performances you brought us today. A little head bow. A little, yeah. how, a little nod. A little acknowledgement of the wonderful skills that you've had on display. Our judges are now tabulating all of the scoring that you guys have done, chat. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, do we have a winner? Our winner of Twitch Sing Stream Star Season 2, Episode 5 with Johnny, Iris, and Emily is... Emily! <laughs> you are going to be going to TwitchCon San Diego in just, oh, like two weeks? You're going to be singing live on stage against your fellow Streamstar competitors, and you are going to have a chance to win $20,000 and a potential opportunity with Columbia Records. Emily, how you feeling, buddy? <laughs> me too, me too. I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited that we're going to get to see you at TwitchCon. Oh my God, that... <laughs> So, that yeah. cracks me up. It cracks me up to see those big eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> those big eyelashes start to uh, start to cry. Um, but so, and on the right hand side, as we were talking about right. before, that was everyone who was participating. And yeah. then, and that's such a cool interface. That window. How does that window that they're all in work? Yeah, so we actually, we use a program called vMix um, for our switching software at this point. And one of the many reasons why we love vMix is that it has a special feature called vMix Call. And so instead of using Skype or a similar program, vMix actually has this um, IP-based call function. So they, we could have each of our callers call in directly. I think you can have up to eight callers. Is that right, Griffin? Yep, eight, yep. eight callers um, who could be on the line at the same time. Um, and then we just put them in place as kind of a, a mortise, like an overlay mortise situation. So that was a combination of our TD in the background, Griffin, putting that together, and then our graphic design team putting together sort of the container to have all of it in. So You know what's amazing to me about you guys, too, is it sounds like you have this huge crew doing yeah. all these <laughs> wonderful things. 
And, you know, you're, put, you're dealing with graphics, you're dealing with video streams, you're dealing with chat, you're dealing with, you know, uh, thousands of people streaming, and it's just a small crew. It is yeah. a, well, it's a small crew, but again, I think it, it ramps up when you do something like Streamstar. Uh, sorry, sorry, it's Twitch, Twitch Styles Out, out yeah. which people to manage all the product and all the set yeah. and all the people coming and running through there, hair and makeup. So we had like 75 people here for that. And we had two teams that were alternating every two hours for, stream, uh, yeah, for, yeah, Twitch, for Twitch Styles, styles out. out. But for Streamstar, I think we had 15 people, essentially, maybe a little less, 12, um, <laughs> counting. Um, uh, camera operators, um, stuff, people kind of behind yeah. the scenes on the um, live streaming side. We have downstream key, downstream moderator, um, just kind of a lot of sort of checks and balances in the process so that if, if one thing goes wrong, we've got somebody designated to fix it and we don't have to kind of pull like higher level attention into it. So yeah. that's a little bit more of a safety structure rather than a true yeah. necessity. We, we can, but it does, it does create, I, I think, high production value. I mean, with, with whatever you're doing, it feels like you have this huge broadcast crew and you still have a significant crew, but not, you know, we're not talking about CBS Raleigh Studios, yeah. right? No. This is a yeah. very affordable uh, solution and you're still getting a, a very modern behavior. You're capturing a demographics content consumption behavior. Mm-hmm. You're monetizing it and you're making it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I feel like uh, um, we can stream with a much smaller crew. Again, as Lillian was saying, though, it's just that a lot of those safety, mission critical safety elements have to be compromised for that. So it's like, that's why we want to make sure that we, for a lot of the stuff we do, Twitch doesn't come to us for like a small project. Right. They usually right. come to us with a, with a, with a challenge, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's what's amazing about modern technology is that you can have very high production value for less and less money every year if you kind of know what you're doing. Um, you know, even just off-the-shelf webcams look really good these days. There's all these... If you look at just people streaming on Twitch in general, the way they have their setups designed, you know, can be very sophisticated and, and attractive looking. Um, but what where we factor in is reliability. Um, and it's having those systems in place that if something goes screwy, then we've got somebody to fix it. We've got backups and backups and backups, whether it's the internet connection, whether it's the machines that we're actually streaming from, whether it's um, the downstream you know, OBS machines that are actually carrying the signal. It's building in that infrastructure to make sure that we're in kind of a, a mission critical situation that it's not going to fail. Yeah, and, it also, and your, your stream, because it's live, yeah. like, yeah. you know, you can't hide anything. So, and, the, and some of that's part of the <laughs> like, There's a little bit of flexibility and like the audience enjoys seeing things go a little bit off the rails because that's how they know that it's live and they, they know that it's a genuine, authentic experience. Yeah. Yep. But, we don't want to go completely. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, this is like going back to the early days of television, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. You're, but you're bringing a professional layer to it and a rigor so that yeah. a client can feel secure about yeah. what they're paying for. Yeah, what we're also bringing to it is, again, is, is what you don't see, which is the pre-production and the creative planning for these things. Yeah. I mean, remember, Streamstar was only really kind of like, hey, we want a singing show and these are the elements. It was yeah. like a bullet point sheet. And then right. we turned it into a show. Uh, Twitch Sells Out was even less than that. Twitch yeah. Sells Out was like, hey, we want to do a sales show. We did an 85-page proposal for it yeah. that included the tech element and the creative element, and that's what they ended up going with. Yeah. So, and, and does this eliminate then, um, and I, I think I went to one panel where you guys, you, you spoke, Lewis, and you, you, we were, someone asked, so do you need to have post anymore? Because all the oh, yeah, editing, the, tyr- the tyranny of post thing. <laughs> yeah, because right, because the the show has happened, and you've cut, and you've you're cutting live, and you've got your product. Yeah, I mean, it depends. So, so going back to Orbital Redux, which is the sci- live sci-fi show that we did, we're actually in the process of preparing kind of a video on demand version of it. So we're going back, we we recut everything slightly, and like we're not taking different shots usually, but we'll sort of nudge them a little bit one way or the other to to just make timing work a little bit better. We're doing like um, a more cinematic level um, color pass, a more cinematic level sound pass. Um, I think even if we did that show again now, rather than in 2018, it would already look a lot better and feel a lot different. But like, there's just little things that we wanted to tweak to make that an experience that is unapologetic. Now, that, um, was, that was very much a narrative thing that right. sort of allowed that. 
it, for the stuff that it maybe isn't so narrative and the show's already over, what becomes valuable in post then is A, if you want a, a nice supercut like she's describing, you can still do that because yeah. we're running ISOs on all the cameras. If we wanted to go back and really nudge things, but at least you're starting 80% into the process, right? You right. have a line cut and it's really good. The second part of it is social media distribution. So what you do now have is you have a whole show, but yeah. now you can pull nuggets out of it and you have Instagram material, you have Facebook material, you have clip material that you can feed back into Twitch. There's just a lot of stuff that you can do in post that isn't necessarily, you know, building up the project and doing a, a cut. Also, I'm glad you mentioned this because I do think the live approach does have an impact on posts for things that are even non-live. Like us approaching it as if it's live makes us prepare for things in a way that if we were really looking at it as a post process, we let things slide and kind of end up on the other side going, okay, now we have to put 20 hours in a post. It makes you solve problems beforehand. Like, so, we, like we used to have to do. Exactly, exactly. We like used we, to have to do and then people got used to, okay, just shoot as much as possible and we'll figure it out later. But yeah. you're, you have to do it ahead of time. Yeah, I think it so makes you better filmmakers yeah, i think exactly i think yeah. a lot of people don't realize because you can just run the cameras and get as much footage when we've had clients do that we've had clients go i just want this from every single angle and what happens is they have 16 terabytes of footage that no one is ever going to go through right? right so so there's right. very much, there's there's something about the approach to to live and again after you approach it live maybe shoot something as if it was live then you have a line cut and you have all the isos and now you're like oh Great. I am so far, but so much further down the process than I would be right. if I hadn't approached it in live. Now, it won't happen. It won't work for every project. I mean, highly cinematic film can't be shot like this. Yeah. But if you're talking right. about effective, like three camera shows or even one camera shows that you can be a little bit more flexible with, again, approaching it live definitely gives you a lot of that preparation that you wouldn't normally have. And so your budgets are built differently, right? That means that you have to, you know, your money needs to go in different places. Yep. It's a lot more pre-production. So we, I mean, we already had, you know, Stephen has a t-shirt that says fix it in pre. Um, and <laughs> like double, double for live production. Um, right. So, so. It, right. And we had to, we had to practice using Zoom this way because I hadn't done it before. Yeah. So yeah. we, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you do have to do a little bit. Now I know you have a couple more clips. What else no, do you want yeah. to show us? Oh, well, well, this is the next one is you're seeing is a, um, uh, a, a on location show we did. Uh, so at TwitchCon, they, at Saturday night they always have a big concert and they usually bring in big acts. This one, uh, Blink One Eighty Two was headlining, and they had Logic and they had a, some other some, a smaller but substantial artists there yeah. as well. It was basically at um, Padres Field. Oh. And it was, it was basically on the baseball mound and they had this huge stage. It was thousands of people. And they had about a 15 minute uh, empty spot between each of the acts. They need to pull well, off one Well, they reset act, the stage reset and do all stage. of that. And so they asked us to do kind of like a talk show and they, they uh, combined it with um, um, fundraising for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Mm -hmm. And so they got a lot of streamers that were known for doing stuff with St. Jude. We had a host, Jericho is a very popular streamer himself. And the idea was to play games, talk a bit, um, have some of the some guests. Hang out with some of the musical talent. So. And so one, uh, yeah. we, Blink-182 actually pulled out of this, but it just so happened that we were filming this thing in the path of the audience <laughs> getting from the outer ring of the, uh, of, the, of the stadium into where they needed to be for their show. Like the VIP area. So, yeah. so this clip is basically our surprise, uh, a surprise visit from Blake 182. Which is what can happen when you're live. All right, let's yeah, exactly. Let's see if I can do this right. Hi, I'm Mark. Here, hold on. You know what? I actually yeah, have. Hello, hey, Mark. Mark. How are you? Are you playing the show tonight? I'm playing. Uh, yes, I'm playing here at Petco Park. <laughs> I play in a band called Blink. Are we streaming? Yeah, we are live. <laughs> live right now. Is this on the internet? No, it's actually on TV. No, it is on the internet. It's on cable. We're raising money this. for charity uh, for St. Jude's, a children's hospital. Oh, great. Give lots of money. Donate. Give. Wrap the stream up. We're good. We're done. Yeah, let's do this. Wise um, no, I'm excited. It's going to be fun to see you guys perform. It's been a couple years since I've seen you guys last. It's going to be fun. Uh, I've never played this venue before. 
Petco? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, unless you're the Padres. <laughs> well, they barely play here. <laughs> because the team is I support awful. is the Dodgers. Oh. And uh, they, uh, okay, I'm being told I have to leave now. It's fine. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having me. Give lots of money to People are panicking. You heard the man. You heard the man. <laughs> You guys will see all of the uh, lovely individuals from Blink-182 performing. Uh, tonight, they're closing out the entire show. It's going to be great. Oh, my gosh. I love that. So um, so what we were watching there, it, it did really, really feel um, extremely live um, and and really fun. Um, and so the, that setup is just on their path, and then they just showed up. And then we saw a couple of text messages kind of in there. Was, yeah. was that, that, that's no, the live no, no, stream. Not only that, but we also, uh, there was an extension that we were um, going to use for donations to St. Jude uh, Hospital. And so that extension was also there as well in the, in the actual uh, stream. So if you wanted to donate to St. Jude, you could just click a button, go straight there. So that was another way of, of using interactivity for a different purpose. Yeah, I, just, I love that. I love that. The, I just love that the purchase piece, the commerce piece is so interwoven into the content that, that the audience, it makes it easy. There's no friction. It's really right. interesting, too, because um, even though, you know, Twitch is making a lot of money for Amazon, the charity portion of it is actually very robust. Yeah. Um, and so, like, a lot of these big-name streamers, like, we did a promo piece for a streamer named Dr. Lupo earlier this year. Um, no. Sorry, last year. Yeah. Um, Dr. Lupo? Lupo, L-U-P-O. Okay. And <laughs> he has made millions of dollars or for charity through his streams and through kind of donation organizations like that. It's one of the things that he's known for is just how much money he's been able to raise through, you know, just people getting involved in his, his channel and his community. And he, so, yeah, he, he cares about, uh, he cares about the subject. So, yeah. you know, he does it. But I mean, his, his like day job is streaming Fortnite. So like, it's not like, yeah. you know, that he's, he's generally, uh, that his his, right, yeah, his yeah. stream itself is organized towards charity. It's just something he does kind of on the side as part of his community. Right, he's basically saying, I'm going to play yeah. video games, you're going to watch me play video games, and you're going to give money to charity. Right. <laughs> so. Wow, but, but I, I, love the, I love that behavior. But it's all built in, which is, is so great. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and uh, Exactly, that's what Twitch has been very pioneering with, and this yeah. is what I'm trying to emphasize. I mean, uh, again, I am a Twitch acolyte. They've... they've <laughs> They've given us a lot of money to do to and do that shows, spiffy sweatshirt and this spiffy sweatshirt. But it's what they they started doing at the beginning was really fostering these communities, and it's something that I think YouTube and Facebook and a lot of other live streaming platforms are trying now to to jump on. Up. But yeah, they're behind yeah. the eight ball. But they're, they're a little bit behind the yeah. eight ball. And also, but yeah, you just reminded me you can do sponsorship in these video formats. <laughs> so, yeah, another, the other thing, if you go to a, an individual streamer's page um, in their kind of profile underneath, they'll often say, here's the gaming equipment that I'm using. Here's, you know, whatever stuff. And then right. buy stuff. So, like, and that's acceptable. Already. It's oh, acceptable yeah, yeah. behavior. And so, actually, yeah. the, the, next, the next clip will yeah. actually, again, uh, challenges it in a way, but um, this is a more typical branded sales event that we did for uh, Frozen. Frozen 2 is going to come out. So you're going to see a clip here on what that sales format looks like with a brand attached to it. So this is kind of a hybrid between Twitch sells out and then something a little more targeted. Okay, cool. Let's check it out. I think I have the right clip. We would be able to open these up, chat. So you get the full display. It does fold in, though, if you want to save a bit of space, of course. All right. And uh, what? Oh, my what God. I think like we have that. Someone's, right at, someone's asking right us to pick up the couch. Bam. <laughs> done. Chat, what other You're questions? So strong. Any I'll other do, questions, chat? What you got? What you got? I can do this all day. Tell me whatever. I can pick up all the furniture. There's no stairs Vanity in this house. gone. Wait. There's random paint. What? Okay, so something that I actually did notice, there's little paintings throughout all of the floors. It's not just this top floor right here, which does have references to the movies. It's a bunch of little unique paintings all throughout. Oh, I love that. So you're seeing the chatting, you're seeing um, people respond to the hosts, yeah. um, and then you're still seeing the product, which by the way, I did own a version of that. Uh, yeah. Well, there are, two, there are two really important ways in which the interactivity is happening in that. One is the chat callout in the lower left-hand corner. So there's the chat feed up here, but we can actually do something called featured chat, which is select one of them, and it appears as a graphic on screen. And so a lot of people almost try to get their 
comment on featured, featured chat. chat. And, it's you, and the host could be reading featured chat. That's why she goes, oh, they want us to pick up the couch. Great. So she picked up the couch in response to that. The other one on the right during that clip you saw was, again, this is a, a screenshot we did to demonstrate this, but uh, the poll opened up. And someone used the poll that we had going on at that moment, and you saw the results kind of come up, and then the poll closed. So, and so you can you can use again the extensions inside of other experiences, right? You know, for whatever it is. So, what's great about this too is if a brand is sponsoring this, you get real time data. Yep. Yep. So it's not like we're waiting for you know the the lie of Nielsen's or you know hoping people are actually in the room watching. But you're, you're giving them things to do so you know they're, like, there. Yeah, yeah. And, and based on the interactivity, sort of, I mean, you could have a high viewership that may be low interactivity. So the idea is that maybe sort of adjusting the way people are interacting. Yeah, or, or lower viewership, but they're very, very engaged. Yeah. And so that's also really valuable. Um, one of the yeah. other things, we, we just did a show for Twitch in January called New Year, New Squad, which was each week we featured a different video game and then two people from that community who didn't really know each other, just kind of hanging out and watching clips of like top 10 headshots, top 10 funny moments, stuff like that, and kind of just interacting. Really easy show to put together from like a production standpoint. A lot of creativity on the writing side. Well, also a lot, a, lot, a lot of research, right? That a lot was, of that research. Was, we did four weeks of research um, to find these clips. But it was um, super fun and, and like pretty low key just to kind of watch these two people hang out in each other's company. Um, and uh, you can, there's a feature in Twitch where you can pull clips from a show while you're watching it and say, oh, that 30 seconds of content I thought was particularly funny. And I really liked going back and watching what people were clipping from New Year, New Squad. Like, what were the moments that chat thought was particularly fun? What moments did they think was really interesting and engaging in each of these shows? Um, and I, I thought it was just interesting data yeah, from that it, perspective. And it goes back to that whole kind of feeding the community, right? It's yeah. like, yeah. this is a show we are doing, celebrating all the clips people pulled from other streams. Yeah. And they're now pulling clips from the clip show that we're right. doing. Wow. <laughs> so it's, it's, again, it's, it's kind of- It's meta. Out. It's really meta. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of what it is when you're, when you're hanging out with friends. There's a yeah. lot of self-referential things that happen, and that's yeah. kind of what the Twitch experience is like. Wow. Um, the, the, um, I think we're, if we could go through the rest of the- Yeah, yeah. Real quick. So we have um, um, the horror show, and then we have Mazda. Right. So I think the, 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 this next one is interesting because it goes back to your original question about narrative. So yep. yes. what narrative has, can have a different format in Twitch. Of course, you could do a standard regular TV show and just stream it there or even make it live and make it feel like it's stream, uh, 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 scripted and all that stuff. So what we noticed was, oh, was on that Twitch Sells Out show, we had 12-hour block. Yes, you're fine. The first day, 12 hour block the second day, but we had 12 hours that span the night in which all we were really selling was Twitch merchandise and there were no streamers. It was just weird stuff happening on the set. It so was like the house after dark. Right. So it was like so. 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. What we noticed was that people weren't dropping out. They were yeah. we, hmm. we had no fewer than 8,000 people watching throughout that entire 12 hours in which Typically, nothing was really happening, just weird kind of things. Yeah. So we were thinking to ourselves, well, what if we actually did have some idea of a narrative that's like embedded within things and how people experience that narrative doesn't have to be scene-based. It doesn't have to be in information-based even. It's just kind of moving through something. So I had a playwright friend of mine write a cool. real loose scenario. She wrote, this, there's this girl she has split personality disorder. She may have a connection to, to, to a supernatural demonic element. Um, um, this is the house where she may have murdered her entire family. So oh years before. <laughs> yeah. So we have this girl show up and with her boyfriend, typical slasher movies start, they start making out, taking drugs and, and um, you slowly- Doing what kids do in empty yeah, houses. Right. You slowly find out <laughs> through the course of this four or five hours we were on, yeah. uh, that she actually is that person that they're talking about and she's going through and, you know. But um, the way <laughs> we started this is we started it with a real streamer. So we just had a streamer come in who had her own audience, just playing a game. And 
On our set. On our set. She was saying, I'm streaming from a house that's supposed to be haunted. And as she's going through her hour, things are happening in the background. And Chat's going, oh, oh my God, something just happened behind you. She's like, what are you, t what are you talking about, guys? You're really scaring me now, right? And then at the end of an hour, she disappears. Wow. So suddenly people are now just watching this house and we're using all kinds of interactivity from heat maps where people could click on the screen to say, kind of tell us what they're interested in all the way through to um, polls or, or adding sound effects into the soundscape. All right, Lewis and Lillian, we are, um, I'm getting the note that we have to wrap. Um, oh, so sure. I want to, let's play the clip real quick. Yeah, let's play this. Let's play it. And um, just so, cause you've been describing it so great. So and the idea here is that we basically had two masks on that shelf and there was a pole that lets her pick which one of those masks to put on. Yeah, but instead of the pole being something that's just um, like a list oh. of options. Is this heat map? Yeah, we, we decided to put heat map, which there allows the audience to tell us what they're interested in looking at. Oh, how cool is that? So see, uh, there's, a, there's a heat swell on one of the masks. And so now we pull down heat map and she goes for that map. Oh, that is so cool. That's and really then, um, So this was this is actually toward the end uh, of, of the stream. But again, it was it was five hours long, so people are watching this thing kind of take place over a long period of time. Wow, that's so cool. I'm just gonna um just because we have to wrap, but sure, um, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that is so, so cool. Well, first of all, thank you so much, uh, Louis and Lillian, for sharing all this great, all these great clips and just teaching us about this exciting world and, and sharing your world with us, especially in this new format as, uh, as I explore my own live streaming uh, capabilities. <laughs> um, do you guys have anything coming out in the, in the next uh, month or two that we could check out? Uh, oh my God. Uh, well, we have something coming up. Twitch sells out. Um, is probably going to be here again in the summer. Um, we, we can't really say when, but no. it'll be here in the summer. And then uh, we will have our own live streaming stuff that Butcherbird Studios is going to be doing, where we're going to be experimenting with a lot of different formats. So we'll, uh, we'll probably try to blast uh, information on that to people and hopefully uh, people tune in. Um, uh, and then we're going to be doing a... We really want to use this for music especially live music performance. Yeah. So we do have a friend of ours coming in on the 28th of February, so next week, uh, named Austin Antoine. And we are going to, he's going to have live musicians here. He's going to do, he's a hip hop artist who's also an actor. So we're going to do his show and we want to stream that live. Oh my God, uh, we have to all check it out. Oh, you should definitely check it out. It'll be 8 p.m. on, uh, 8 p.m. Pacific time on um, Twitch slash Butcherbird Studios. I don't know what we're going to Yeah, what is yeah. our... Butcherbird Studios? Sweet. Yeah, slash Butcherbird Studios on Twitch. Great. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be something we're really playing with as well. So. Well, thank you so much for being uh, my first guests on this new format as we play around with it. This is Lori H. Wirtz, your tech cat. You're seeing me probably for the first time if you're getting the video um, with me and my purple hair. Um, and the lovely Lewis and Lillian coming to you from Burbank, California, downtown sunny Burbank, California, as Johnny Carson used to say. If any of you still know who Johnny Carson was. Um, <laughs> anyway, everybody have a great week. We'll be back next week with more playing around with the format of the show and the video and, and healing from great folks like Butcherbird Studios. Check them out and more to come. Ciao for now. Thanks so much for listening to The Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 